welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm grateful that you're here, and I'm so grateful for all of you who are following me on Facebook and Instagram and just sharing in this love positivism community. I'm so grateful for that, and it's yeah, it's been a blessing to have all of you guys to support my work and that I can also help you on your journey. So a super big thank you to everyone. And today I'm sharing a conversation that I actually recorded today uh, as Jupiter is moving uh, forward from its retrograde. So I'm sharing this episode together with my guest Emma Jung who has been on the podcast before she was here a couple of weeks ago talking about Vedic astrology and earlier she's been on and talked about Atlantis and Lemuria so today we also get into starseed origins because that's something that has come up before when we talked and this is such an interesting topic that I know very little about but that I've been seeing the past couple of years so Emma came on and just shared so much wisdom about this and we talked about what a starseed is I don't know if everyone knows what that is we talk about the different constellations and we get into the the starseeds from Lyra, Andromedans, Pleiadians, Syrians, Orions and Arcturians and yeah she gets into the different uh, characteristics of these starseed and how you can know if you have that starseed origin so if you love and enjoy the podcast in this episode please share a review on iTunes a rating and a review and if you screenshot that I will give you a three card oracle reading just for you so I'm really grateful for everyone who shares this podcast and yeah, gives these ratings and reviews. Um, It really helps the podcast to grow. So just enjoy this episode. Hey Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi. Welcome back, actually. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this Um, is the third time. (laughs) Yeah, it's the third time. We always have so much to talk about and just uh, you have so much to share. So I'm super grateful that you're here. And yeah, what have you been doing lately that have been really uh, mindful and uh, grounding? Well, lately I have been focusing on connecting with nature and the realm of elementals and the fae and and working with that as a way of of finding my center. So a lot of forest walks and a lot of meditation focusing on that energy. Uh, Also been, uh, you know, working with what foods I eat and stuff. But yeah, mostly, mostly connecting to nature. I would say, um, mm. 
it's been that kind of season here in Sweden now, so which is passing into fall. Um, but it's been summer, and that's been really nice to be outside and in the green. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like the, this is almost my favorite time actually, because during the spring, it, there can be so much new energy and it's beautiful. And we really see nature growing and, and like mm-hmm. evolving. And then during the summer, it can also become like, I, I reach, I always reach a point where like all these extroverted energy and the sun it's and a bit the too light. Much. Yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really enjoy that we have darker evenings now. Yeah. Because here in Sweden I we get really it. Yeah, it's it's hard to sleep in the summer. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's never dark. <laughs> oh, exactly. So now it's like, oh I love it and I love the fall. So I think yeah, just like you said, like being in nature is so beautiful now, and things are calming down. I also in a love way. the focus that comes with the season. Like mm. it's it's. I I wonder if it's from old school, uh, like a big program to be focused when autumn yeah. comes because school starts. But it feels like yeah. I was. It, it was warm so long here that I mm. I almost got a bit. You know. Can can the summer be done now? Because again, yeah, I want to exactly. start to work, but I can't focus <laughs> when it's so warm. Exactly, so. we're not used to it. Exactly. No. <laughs> and and also when we start now, it's like we have new energy. So I was also excited to start. You know, we're in Virgo season, so it's like mm. starting like this new routines and getting yeah. organized. So I think that's really a healthy balance to everything Definitely. else, right? And today also Jupiter is turning direct or tonight, tomorrow. So it is a really, really good starting to, the the planets, the big planets are starting to move in the right direction soon. So that is also very interesting. Yeah, because I'm, that's what I'm going to ask you, like how, how will that shift within us with this uh, planet going direct? Well, the big thing uh, with Jupiter is is first now, tonight, and then Mm. we have Saturn and Pluto coming uh, in the coming weeks. I think Pluto is the last one at 4th of October going direct. Mm. Then we have the other ones. Now Mars just went to retro and we have Chiron and Uranus. But if we focus on the ones that's been, that I think are the hardest ones, Mm the main thing is going to feel like a lot of blockages are going to lift moving forward. is going to be easier, mainly focusing on what you do here, what you're here to focus on work, divine work um, mm. as a collective, I think is going to be a more positive energy coming in a more, you know, how will we solve this? How will we get together and, and, you know, make things happen. There will be more openings for light to enter because retrogrades are always introspective times. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to kind of everything we've worked with and, and downloaded and integrated is going to take place in the physical outside world. It's more manifestation time coming this mm-hmm. autumn. So it's it's exciting. I've really waited for this time, yeah. both personally and like on, on a higher uh, dimensional level so yeah, yeah it is yeah. going to be interesting I think yeah uh, I, I feel so too and I think this this is a great uh, like segue into our topic today since yeah. before we have talked about like 
Atlantis, Lemuria, and also Vedic astrology. So we're mm. concentrating ourselves on the universe, right? <laughs> in, in our topic. <laughs> yeah. that, we're going to just raise it into just the universe today. <laughs> exactly. So let's start sharing maybe. So this today we, we decided to talk about star seeds. So maybe we yeah. can start there. Like, what is that? Maybe everyone don't know exactly what yeah. that phrase is. Even. What is a star seed? Um, yeah. in, in short, I would say starseed is a human who have origins that stretch beyond Earth, that has mm. lived, incarnated or originated uh, outside of our galaxy, outside of our universe sometimes. And mm. so and this can come up in different traits, different karmic blockages or gifts and and ways people act and energies. Um, Many people, if you go general with starseed, uh, people who have that feel like the black sheep. They feel odd. They might not really understand how to interact with Earth. They might feel like they're very strange. They might have gifts that are beyond this or beyond the 3D, if we're going to talk about those kind of mm-hmm. um clairvoyant, claircognizant, be, be extra gifted in some way or be very um, or if you go in the other direction there might be blockages there might be uh, issues with you know fitting in that are very painful they might feel very homesick feel like I'm not really belonging here uh, very much looking to the stars and, and wanting to go home that kind of feeling and that can depend on which alignment that is stronger with certain alignments and it can also be stronger if you have, uh, there are many I've, I've talked to and, and done charts for that have lives on the Orion, in the Orion spheres, in the Orion galaxy mm-hmm. uh, constellation during the wars there. And also Lyran wars. I thought mm-hmm. I would mention those to just like when we talk about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can create a real kind of, wound and sadness seeing their homes being invaded and destroyed and all this and this is coming up a lot more now because this is kind of what we are reliving it's both the atlantic i mean atlantean um falling we're reliving but it's also other memories that come up because you know the people behind the scenes are um some believe are really ruled by and um how do you say ancestors from the anunnaki which are these uh darker energies uh coming Mm. in from outside Mm. but yeah um so yeah that i would say is a star scene (laughs) that's great and can i ask you because something that came up was like so is everyone a star seed or is is there a few stars? Like, how, how do you make that distinction? Yeah, I, I've had that question. And there are from there are so many different views on this. And this is kind of, I think it's important for people to find their own sense of, this is what I feel resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And I've heard both sources say that, yes, everyone is a starseed because there is this idea or this, um, view of which I mentioned to you the seeding of humanity how did we come about and there's the story of 
uh, it actually being a great project of, of humans being a great mix of these bigger and ancient cosmic civilizations, Pleiadians, Syrians, Andromedans, other high vibrational light uh, beings that came together to seed us and create this DNA strand of light, 12 strands, which are a mix of all these uh, different uh, races, in, in lack of a better word. Mm, and we were supposed to be this uh, kind of library of light, uh, a being that could harness light on a much bigger scale than before, or that could also experience life in a much more great multidimensional scale than, for instance, Syrians, Pleiadians, Orions, who have just one part of the spectrum in some... This is, this is one way of looking at it. Um, and then, so that was the plan. And if we, if we believe in that, then yes, everyone is a starseed. Because then the whole of humanity comes from a, that kind of origin. But there are also those who say that um, there are both. There are earthlings as well, that, that evolution as we know it, that is like the paradigm on earth right now, um, is not untrue. It's one way. There are some people who have gone that way. There are some earthlings that are earth uh, seeds. Um, and there's nothing that's better or not better than the other. Everyone is still belonging here and being equal. We just have different sets of, you know, uh, origins. I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm still working on feeling into which I believe. And I'm kind of, I usually have this more multidimensional view of everything, basically. So I kind mm. of, I kind of land in the in the perspective of well maybe everything's true because some questions are so big it's kind of hard to just decide something and i'm not really so i'm more like kind of offering what i know and people can feel into well this i think is true and then that might be true for them and then that's fine you know mm. um so i think i i really resonate with this galactic origin seeding story mm. i know i have uh I have lives uh, as a Syrian being, being a part of the seeding project, but more when it came, comes to like plant life and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and there is, uh, so, so I think, uh, I think that there are, I think there are star seeds here that are more, I think it's more to do with what your purpose is. You know, when, when there's some people who have selected amnesia, they, they uh, are either so traumatized that they have shut down their memories. Uh, mm -hmm. There are people who come here, souls that incarnate now with the purpose to really help seed and anchor light, especially now. I mean, this alignment that we're having, the 2020 year, Astrologically, there are aspects this year happening, converging con uh, conjunctions that have not occurred for over 20,000 years. This is a really big time in this history of, of beings that are, it's much larger than this, just this here now. So there is a lot of energy now. There is a people, 
a lot of people awakening and like being activated and there's time is kind of collapsing when we're moving into the more fourth dimensional life time is moving quicker there are gaps there are things happening um so i don't know if i answered your question (laughs) (laughs) you did Uh, in a in a big way so it's good we can we can it's it no no but it's it's like we we can think about it like there's in the end no one has like the the final answers but we can have like our own experiences with it so if if i think that for some of us there is a knowing of something and that 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 is enough uh evidence then it's very hard to like explain anything like mediumship or energy work I mean, to yeah. someone. Yeah, that and is I not... think and I think it's important when it's these kind of big questions that are. Um, I think it would be it would feel very arrogant of me to say that this is the actual. I mean, this is true. I know what I believe. I mean, I believe that we are. I believe that this story of us is much bigger than we have been told. Mm. I think a lot of the stories we've been told and taught are because we are meant to be kept in this cage of of not seeing our true energetic power, our true galactic history. I think a lot of what is happening of this blocking of DNA, we are living now with two strands active, and the activation that is happening and has been happening for some time is to do with us reigniting these other strands and kind of coming to contact with our full galactic cosmic vibrancy again. And so I believe that we, I mean, there's a lot more cosmic energy to our um, beingness here. That's what I believe, but I still want to offer, you know, uh, because it is sensitive, there's kind of, I, I I realize that just uh, denouncing or or uh, what do you say? Ifrågasätta. What's that mm, word? Question. question. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Question that that kind of very set in stone scientific paradigm is is a big thing. So I just want to be mindful, you know. Um, but yeah, I believe in the galactic history origin. Of course, I do. Or may not, I do. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I, f- I feel that that's true. I know that I'm not from here. Yeah, you know, that's definitely. annoying. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you, because uh, now you've mentioned some of the constellations. And yeah. um, I'm really personally really interested. And we've when you did my Vedic astrology reading for me, you also mentioned some of these. I think it would be interesting to share, like, the biggest ones, at least, yeah, like yeah, many yeah. people have heard about the Pleiadians. Like, like what are these? Can you yeah. maybe take us through the the bigger ones that are? Yay! Emerging? So I'm so excited yeah. about this topic. I'm like, <laughs> I've sat here and like tuned in and channeled and like mm. I connected and I can feel myself wanting to talk so quickly. So yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, of course, of course. I I I want to start with Lyra. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyra being uh, the biggest star there is Vega and this is uh, this is sometimes called the womb of the universe because there mm-hmm. are theories that the, partly Vega and uh, Lyra is the oldest known uh, constellation galaxy 
space in the universe that we know. So there are, I've heard from different sources and read different sources that they say when source as consciousness chose to experience life as separate, like human, uh, humanoid beings, it was in Lyra that they started. They seeded in Lyra first. That is the, the cradle of life. So it is called womb of the universe because of this, because that's where it all started. And so people who have Lyra in their charts can have really, 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 really ancient uh, energies with them. They can have been, it doesn't have to be that way. You can have incarnated back to Lyra from, you know, later, but it can be this. And that's what you can see in the chart as well. When you do, when I do a reading, you can see if it is this origin or if it's not. Um, so, but Lyra is very, very ancient. They have this, um, from here, they then spread out into this universe, uh, incarnating in Pleiades, in Sirius, in, um, Alpha Centauri, in, in Andromeda and everywhere and earth. So typical of Lyrans, they are feline. Uh, cat-like lion beings huge mm. gold and fur there is mm. another feline race that's called Hyadians they are not from Lyra people might mistake them they are white lions extremely mm -hmm. sensitive and actually more connected to the Pleiadian vibe but we're, mm. we're just pausing that um, Lyrans are very fiery connected to root chakra energy very uh individual very uh, independent very like energetic fire element like leos would be you know if we look at the traditional leo mm. now in lyra um there are different they are quite connected to the masculine typical energy divine masculine but there are races there that are also very divine feminine smaller feline races that live in trees and there are there's so many planets, so it's hard to go into all the different kinds of beings, but typically they are very strong. They are strong-willed. They are physically strong. They enjoy physical energy. They are very gifted in working and manifesting in physical energies. Um, because they are very old, these, these star seeds, they can adapt very easily to new places. Uh, they fit in on Earth very well. So people who have this, if they don't have any of the other ones, like, for instance, if you have Arcturian or Andromedan vibration with your other very high vibrational star seeds, you might feel it hard to exist here. But the Lyrans fit in quite easily. And this is because they are so old and they are so they have experienced and incarnated in so many different uh, worlds and learned to adapt and, and kind of in, integrate a different, you know, knowing. So these are like so diverse, it's hard to put them together. Mm -hmm. If you have, they are very, they want to do what they want to do. So it's very kind of hard to, if there are leaders, like the, the, the leaders of, any kind of group they come into. They're very gifted in this. They're also gifted in looking at what are we going to do first? How are we going to make this happen? Um, they need to work with their physical bodies. They, they, otherwise, they might get burned out or irritated or angry. Um, 
they're very sensitive still. I mean, every star seed, I'm going to say they're sensitive because that's kind of part of it when you have this um, soul energy with you that you are more than just a physical being. We all are, obviously, but they're so sensitivity in stars is, is like a given. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them more so, and I'm going to go into that when I come to them. But I, if you have a Lyran child, uh, if you're a parent to a Lyran child, you would do well to just uh, not try to suppress their Lyran-ness <laughs> because mm -hmm. they could explode back mm -hmm. and be very, um, how do you say... What's the word of teenagers that are very tantrums? Mm, okay. <laughs> they could yeah. they could be very uh, like they they question authority. They 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 do not want to be uh, mm -hmm. put down or or yeah. controlled. And it's the type of kid that might just feel like when they're fifteen, I'm gonna just leave home and go mm. uh, because I want to be by myself and I know best and. Mm. You know, it can also, if they are very sensitive, depending on the other alignments they have, they can also be very suppressed and, and not find their inner lyron, which is very energetic. Um, they're mm. also very um, intuitive. They're very uh, well, they're really skilled at feeling into when to act and not act. Um, mm. Like cats are, you know, when, when it's resting time and when it's acting time if they are in tune with it. Um, so yeah, Lyrans are very, very, uh, very friendly as well. Very sweet and friendly, um, mm. kind, loyal, very loyal. They have this regal energy, uh, lion, lion king <laughs> kind of mm. energy. Yeah. So they are. And how, like, you know, if, if you are, do you like, do you see that people have like dreams or see this uh, like this constellation or colors or like is there signs that people get with Lyra I haven't heard there might be that you have well yeah you have an affinity with cats you're very connected to cats and you don't have to mm -hmm. like them but they, it can be that cats are very attracted to you Mm -hmm. uh, felines uh, focus in on you or be, be drawn to you or you could be very drawn to them and, and intuitively know what they mean and want um, mm. and uh, and I have heard this from different Lyrans that they are they really are because they're also cats basically mm, um, interesting because I want to share one thing I yeah when I uh, from I was a child like for many many years I had like dreams of uh, like big cat animals like lions mm. and like they were it was always like I was in a desert or like a deserted city and yeah. then they would come like in a flock you know like in huge yeah, yeah, yeah. masses towards me but I was always scared and so my, oh. my initial reaction sometimes when I run run into a cat is more that I'm scared than like I'm, I'm re I really have a lot of respect for cat mm. animals so that's a little bit different but I've always dreamt about them yeah. that's interesting because if we uh, if you go to the spirit animal power animal perspective on that when you dream about animals and you're afraid it's mm. you it's an integration of your power 
that needs to be happening. And if you're afraid mm. of it, you might be afraid of that own power you have. But mm. there might be, I mean, the Lyran, what happened was that the r- reptilians, the draconians, mm. came from an- another universe. This is ancient, uh, like so long ago, can't even say. Um, mm. And then they came to Lyra because that's where the, the beings were um, and started to, I mean, that's, there's a lot of refugees, Lyran refugees, if, if you know, want to call it that, that have fled from that mm-hmm. war out into the universe and incarnated at all the different places. And that's part of why Lyrans are so spread out and started to like, you know, um, so there can be a lot of wounds. There can be a lot of soul, uh, Chiron wounded healer kind of energies that are very subconsciously hidden where, you know, that can be one thing that can also be that there's something trying to integrate within you. But yeah, dreamings, uh, dreams of cats could be an indication of, obviously I had a, I have, I have Lyran, um, alignments as well. And I, I, fantasized and played that I was a cat all my childhood walked around on all fours and meowed and you know pretended mm. I had a tail and you know, <laughs> I was so much rather be a cat than be a human <laughs> like walking on two legs is crazy what are these people doing so yeah that's what I used to do <laughs> oh my god yeah so that's a sign and so this yeah, is really me, interesting yeah. and 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 then besides i don't know if you finished up around no we Lyra. can go we can we can move on i'm i'm going to go a bit general um because yeah. of time um, yeah and what is like the next big one that you would say like okay so after lyra it would be the big ones that i come across most often they are the lyrans orion pleiades sirius um arcturian that is more rare and Andromeda is quite common, not common, but Andromeda is, is there as well. So I wouldn't, and I had some qu- requests on uh, Andromeda basically. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe I will go there and mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try and cover these because those are the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. Andromedans are, they exist on anywhere from six dimension up to 12 dimensional. So they are, they can be very varied in their way of being. Um, and they can look very different, but they are humanoid. I mean, the, the, the Lyrans are humanoid, but they have lion heads often or cat-like features, cat ears or cat manes or noses or something in, in various uh, different levels of it. Andromedans are more humanoid. Um, some of them have hair, some of them have no hair and have these classical that we see um, alien looks of big eyes. Not, not like this extreme Seta look, but, you know, very sparkly eyes. I see them a lot and I've heard this from others too, a very pale pink, blue, purple um, kind of vibe in the aura that comes through. And some of them don't really show themselves as you know physical beings it's more light aura energy some have wings so and they are very angelic in their energy um and because of the high vibrational energy this is one of those that can be kind of hard to integrate if you are incarnated on earth if you have andromedan starseed lineage it can be a bit more of an 
of a challenge to live through and connect with your Andromedan starseed energy uh, because it doesn't really match the energy here. Whereas Lyrans, it's not that same uh, challenge. Andromedans are super, super sweet, super kind, super loving. I mean, angelic is a really good description of the energy. They are very uh, gifted healers often. Um, they're very uh, sensitive, again. <laughs> mm -hmm. But these are very sensitive. Uh, mm -hmm. They need a lot of alone time. Um, they are also very free. They love freedom. That is one of the very typical things of Andromedans. They, they do not want to be controlled. And they can have, and I've seen this with many of them, they can have a real issue and want to like stand up for or fight against being controlled in different ways, like the government controls or like, why do we have to uh, adhere to this uh, construct of money? Why do we have to pay to exist here? This is super strange because that doesn't exist on Andromeda or like any other place basically. But, you know, so that they can have a real struggle with, connecting to and, and understanding the concept of this banking world that we have, money issues back and forth, um, struggling to accept that and understand it. Mostly to understand, I mean, accept it because they, they do understand it, but it's like they don't agree with this thing. Also time, the, the energy dimension of time for them is also another thing. It's like every kind of controlling construct that will be laid upon them, they're going to want to rebel against. You know, mm. some of them might be late all the time or might be like, well, because time doesn't exist. Why are you, why are you saying I'm late? No, I'm not late. I'm here now. You know, that is one of the things. Um, there's so much, they can be quite nomadic in their energy like they want to move around and, and be free in the way of uh, experiencing things traveling a lot of seeing different new uh, places in ex inspiration from seeing new spaces so travel living nomadic lifestyles backpacking uh, experiencing new things they are they don't have the same need to be rooted down as other beings um and they might feel very they might have spiritual opening spiritual uh awakening spiritual um connections happening when they move to different spaces so they they might feel quite off if they just have to stay in one place so everything that is kind of constricting is not very nice for an andromedan and so they might rebel against this, depending on who they are. I mean, this is just one. Many people, most of people have many alignments, but one might be the strongest one. Um, so these are also like Lyrans. If you have an Andromedan child, or you might feel that there are some issues with, you know... <laughs> having boundaries put on them they might want to leave home early uh, they might rebel fiercely against everything that you say that they have to and you know do not want to do um so so yeah that is very typical of the andromedans and they are they are very sweet extremely 
uh, open to to other dimensional energies, and they they might need a lot of like nature connection to integrate their celestial uh, energies, Andromedan mm. energies. But yeah, freedom and wanting to be roaming like they feel and mm. not have anybody say what they can and cannot do. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, we see yeah. that a lot like in the world with yeah. especially now that people are more nomads and and doing their own thing like yeah i mean it's like the typical bohemian chick yes <laughs> exactly want to live yeah. in a van and just like yeah. <laughs> row free that is andromeda basically <laughs> yeah great yeah. And what is what is the next one that you would say that you've gotten into that you feel is like a strong one uh, Pleiades is a very strong mm-hmm. one. They're yeah. very, um, they're very present here. Um, uh, Pleiades, Sirius, Andromeda, and Arcturians. But those three first are very, very active on Earth, helping mm-hmm. us. So they are. Um, their Pleiades is not that far away from our vibration. They exist from four dimensional up to well high nine dimensional so they can be in very high dimensional energies as well but they do they they have this we are more connected Pleiades Orion Earth more connected in a, in a vibrational way in a, in that sense I've that's what I've seen and they are extremely heart-centered they are very like the green and pink of of the gods they're so loving it's like love 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 that's all that that it is healers um very open they're very funny they're very uh you know a bit they can be sarcastic they can be a bit humorous they can be mischievous uh they like to have fun they like to enjoy life um they are extremely uh empathetic and they can be very giving, generous, to the point of being people pleasers, like the empath that is being kind of having issues with boundaries, boundaries that they are very understanding and and uh, might have to practice. That's, this depends, obviously, but Pleiadian star seeds generally is very um, giving and might need to watch out for people pleasing uh, tendencies um they're very forgiving um they are very very connected to animals um speaking to animals having messages come through animals um nature too but animals specifically um might hear the thoughts and and like talk to animals understand them uh they are very warm hands uh, like healing energies, um, they are they are gifted healers. I mean, there are many beings that have not originated on Pleiades, but then they have spent some incarnations there, training in and understanding what is the heart center, what is it to be loving, uh, what is healing, and it's like healing is like the focus there. And they are like the law of attraction is also very Pleiadian. They are. Um, that is like an, a cosmic law there. And if you focus on just finding a very loving and uh, happy place within yourself, what you want will uh, manifest. 
that is that's what how they live their lives they don't have to work and be you know striving to achieve something from a from a mind-centered way which is very orion if you try that in the pleiades you will not succeed you'll just have to focus on you know loving yourself and feeling good and all this stuff so it's a lot of enjoyments in in their energy they're also very uh drawn to the physical acts of love. Lyrans are too. They love sex. <laughs> Pleiadians know that sex and sexual energy is very sacred. And the connection to sacral chakra and, and the merging of two opposites. Gender is very fluid in the Pleiades. So, I mean, masculine and feminine is kind of fluid back and forth. And there's you can like shift if you want. And there's no real distinct polarity there that we have here um so they know that sexuality is is a way of connecting to spirit as a way of of you know raising the kundalini of energy of of manifesting abundance of of connecting to source so they are very they high they hold that in high regard uh this merging of two so it's not this uh, darker um lower energy that it has become here on earth um so there's a lot of pleiadian vibes happening now we are seeing that the the rise of the sacred sexuality um as a movement almost um a lot of twin flame energies are there as well mm, mm. what else uh they 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 are here to I mean, they want to help humanity to find the connection to love self love um and what that is pleiadians are very nordic looking very mm. tall beings human looking long hair often blondish they don't have to be blue big eyes often um very elf like if you imagine lord of the rings mm. like um legolas yeah <laughs> it's very yeah. pleiadian <laughs> typical look um, but mm. of course, that is not an indication if you're a human here. If, it, you do, if, you, if you have dark hair or brown eyes, it doesn't mean that you're not Pleiadian. It's mm. the energy. But they have that kind of look if you, if you meet uh, them in, in the other spheres. They, they often look like that. But if you are Pleiadian here, you might be very open to love. You might be very overly forgiving. You might be very empathetic, tuning into other energies, healing capacity um very sweet very funny um mm. wanting to help everyone um in connection to nature and yeah this is this is again pretty general but still um mm. you could be very drawn to um working with healing working with that kind of um uh, modality um i think there are a lot of pleiadians activating now this is a lot of healing just booming in, uh, here now mm. um and they are also very present and helping us in this shifting of energies that's happening right now because they were part of the seeding that happened the seeding of humanity so they are in they do feel that they are somewhat responsible for helping us move through this challenge of, of reclaiming our sovereignty and power from these uh, other energies. Mm. Uh, so they are very present, uh, very talkative. They're very, 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 very talkative. They want to 
communicate. So a lot of channels do channel the Pleiadians yeah. mostly because they really want to. Maybe they're the ones talking now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, but that's what, like, the Pleiadians, like, when I started hearing about these starseeds, that was coming up a lot. And a lot of people yeah. are, like, channeling. And, and uh, yeah, so that became maybe a little bit, like, that's also a very commonly talked it's about. It's very, yeah, it's, it's both common because a lot of people have those alignments. It's seven stars. Mm. Um, the Seven Sisters, it's called. Alcyon mm. is the biggest star. But mm. it is not uncommon to have that alignment with you. Um, but it's not, it doesn't mean that it's your main one or it's your origin. It could be that you've been there to learn or to, to connect with love and, and or healing or whatever it is, you know. Mm. The other ones, I mean, Sirius is a really big one. This is a bit rarer. I mean, they don't have, they, that is, they, it's two stars um, because the third star has ascended. Mm-hmm. But so it's a very high vibrational, bright star, um, commonly known as a dog star. So, so they are associated with uh, that kind of loyalty energy, but they are also very associated with Egyptians and the the Atlantis energy, and that they they came down to aid humanity and and you know communicate certain knowledges during Atlantis and and the the origins of these other civilizations, the pyramids, the 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 deities that were there, Isis, Ra, all of these are very Syrian vibrations. There are also mm-hmm. those who say that Mary Magdalene have Syrian. Uh, origin that she's uh an incarnation of isis that is connected to sirius and you know it mm-hmm. all goes back and back and back sirius is um it's very magical the, mm-hmm. it's like a meeting place whereas the other places have like well the beings here they they are very much like this sirius i've found and heard from different uh is a lot of different beings meeting mm. and it's very uh, magical uh, wizardry um, mythical mystical there's a lot of beings there that we know as mythical beings like unicorns uh, fairies um, dragons uh, mm-hmm. other beings as well like anyone you can think of there are also mm-hmm. connections to whales and dolphins Mm-hmm. And the whales and dolphins that we have here um, are uh, believed to be beings from these from this star system, mm-hmm. and that they work and communicate with vibration that we know that they do, um, and have the responsibility of caring for the the vibration of our planet and the health of and emotional uh, well being of Gaia through the waters, mm-hmm. and um, so. So they are very connected to Syrian energy. Mm. Being a Syrian starseed, you could be very drawn to um, magical stories, fantasies, um, Harry Potter. Mm. Um, Yes, magical things, magical things. Yes, Um, Syrians, they, because of their home planets uh, or star system, 
being very multifaceted in this way, there are so many magical beings, there's so much magic present that, I mean, the, the Syrian energy vibrates from a sixth dimensional level and upwards up to 12 dimensions. So mm-hmm. it is a step up from the Pleiades who had from four and up. Um, and so Syrians are, because, I mean, there's very much healing there too. There's a lot of mystical arts, there's a lot of herbs, there's a lot of everything that is magical. Um, so, I mean, you can, if you are a Syrian being, you can have any kind of look. Um, mm. And you can have originated in Sirius and lived there as any kind of a- being. If you, have more, if you were an elven being, or if you were a unicorn, or if you were, uh, I mean, a high-dimensional vi- vibrational dolphin, or mer-being, mermaids and mm. all these. Um, very, very... Uh, so they enjoy, they like... Um, I mean, there are also lion beings with wings, shamans, wizards, witches, etc. You know, everything's mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. that's a very diverse place. Um, so, but they, a lot of them like fantasy, like Harry Potter or uh, Lord of the Rings or, or like that, because it feels very much like home. Because mm. you kind of, this is not fantasy. This is the truth. <laughs> That's mm. kind of how it will feel like. And it's very soothing to watch because that feels connection to your heart. Um, may resonate a lot with like, this idea of wizards and priests and priestesses. Especially if you're a Syrian being who, who also have connection to this uh, Atlantis, Egyptian, these priestess vibes that were there, connection to Ra, there's a lot of connections to our star when it comes to Sirius because those the stars are like kin, mm. our star Ra and their stars Sotis and Satais. Um, they are they can have some issues trusting. There's this is true for a lot of star seeds because again not man not really feeling completely at home. Um, very vibrant in their imaginations and very, very creative. They can be very artistic. They can be very gifted in, in channeling art, in, in being music, musically gifted, um, but can also be very uh, gifted in healing. Also typical of Syrians is, is they want to look, they can feel like they want to look very different. They want to embody their feeling i think this comes from this diversity on their home space mm-hmm. uh of kind of you know distinctive making yourself distinctive so tattoos could be very prominent if you are a syrian mm-hmm. um drawn to that uh or having a special look like being a specific hippie or gothic or or really want to be um they hate to be labeled as a stereotype, but still they are drawn to trying to, you know, be who they are and, and be a bit weird. They're, they don't shy away from being a bit weird. Um, I just realized that I'm a Syrian being, so I'm kind of like, ah, oh, right. Mm. <laughs> I suddenly understood myself. Mm. Um, yeah, they are very, uh, they're very communicative and very, very... I often feel Syrians as very mystical 
and and kind of like slightly hard to grasp but still it's like they hold a lot of mystical knowledge in their aura mm -hmm. but it's not always that they show or share but you just know that they have this kind of well of knowledge somewhere in there but it's almost impossible sometimes to know if they know that themselves or if it's just you know there mm -hmm. so and and this and this is not super common because these alignments are quite small because it's just one star the Pleiades are a bit more alignments in the chart and why I'm looking at the astrological chart is because um, this is like the ancient belief that a star seed soul a soul coming from the stars and this is basically true for every soul but if we're just talking about the star seeds they need certain celestial alignments to to be in the correct space for their soul to incarnate in physical form they cannot take physical form if these alignments are not there because then they will not have their celestial origins with them down to earth mm -hmm. so that is why you can see in the chart this is what the na native tribes um, believe the mayans the incas other native american tribes who looked at the stars and knew that we are from here. We are not from this earth. We are from the stars. Um, so that's why you can see that when you're born on a certain date, ah, you're from the Pleiades because the Pleiades are here. Or Sirius has descended down to earth and to have her children. So if you're born then, you are a Syrian child and so on and so on. So that's mm -hmm. why I use the charts to see where are your alignments. And then from there, I go to channel and intuit more about and and you know how old is this incarnation which order is it karmically positive or negative and so on so mm -hmm. just putting that in there mm. then we have orion mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm just soldier you know you'll have to inter in interrupt me no, uh, that, no, I'm just go on. It's really interesting. So Orion is also like a big one that I it heard. It is a big one. Yeah. yeah. And that is also quite common. It is quite similar to Earth. They also have, like like we do here, there are, of course, a frame of, of vibration. I mean, you can be... I think it's also like Pleiades, four or five dimensions and upwards. Mm -hmm. um, but it's similar to Earth in the way that they also have polarities and the other ones don't. They have these um, of light and dark, um, mm -hmm. of, of masculine and feminine, of, of like um, negative and positive and everything that is. It's polarity, duality is there. Um, and so that is very interesting. And, and because we have this on Earth, Gaia, this, this star we are living on now is is, uh, and I'm, I'm saying star consciously, like Earth star. I know she's mm -hmm. a planet, but still. Um, that is one part of why darker energies are drawn here because there is an enormous potential for light to be seeded, but there's always enormous potential, there's also enormous potential for a dark to exist here, which there aren't on like Sirius and so on. Orion is the same. So... Orion beings are extremely knowledgeable. They're very intelligent. They're very um, highly intuitive, extremely sensitive. They need a lot of alone time, Orion starseeds, to decompress, to, to center themselves, to let go of other people's energies because they are very sensitive. 
They are very logical and analytical. They want to rationalize. They are more mind-centered than they are emotionally centered. They are like mm-hmm. the opposite of Pleiades mm-hmm. um, in a way. Um, so, but they are not avoid, devoid of emotion. They have emotion, but they are taught very early on to look at their emotional states and their emotional flow in a very uh, intellectual way to rationalize and to like think about it instead of feeling it. So beings, star seeds that have Orion strongly in their chart might have issues with connecting emotionally to themselves, processing emotion. They might want to just talk and think about their emotions instead of feeling them. So that is one thing that is typical of Orions. And they mm. are, they are so, they are very gifted in, in, certain sciences advanced science uh creating portals interdimensional travels uh working with grids and magnetic fields are very much orion gifts so they are on orion they have this here they have this kind of technology uh which would say like you know like you see in star trek they they teleport Mm. that's like orion knowledge if you were to um and or or star wars or whatever Mm. so they have this very uh, if you are orion star seed you could also have this gift of opening portals of of interdimensional communication travel astral travel experience other places at once dreaming and, and and you know traveling in meditation uh, you might need to be careful with this because you might not want to open portals in your home without knowing and just mm-hmm. letting anything come in. So you need to be really kind of mindful about that. Um, but this is a typical thing for them. Um, they are also quite humanoid in their look. Uh, can look different, can be, but they're quite, they're quite similar to us, uh, I would say. Um, depending on, there is a star uh, called Mintaka uh, mm-hmm. that was an uh, Orion or planet um, that was just water. It was just crystalline, pristine, super, super healing water. If you imagine the Hawaiian waters, mm-hmm. that is what Mintaka was all about. So the beings there were mer beings, they were mermaids, uh, mermen. Uh, other aquatic animals, spirits of water. And they were so, so sweet and sweet-natured and not really all that mind-centered that I talked about now. More along the lines of like super, uh, super, super sweet, super open, very friendly, very sensitive. Um, And this planet or space was destroyed, uh, completely destroyed. Uh, and does not exist anymore. So, and this is one of the few places that this has happened to, uh, or one of the few, of course, that's happened to others. But this was really, this is important to know because if you have this alignment with you, you can feel extremely extra homesick because you, mm. your place of origin or your place of incarnation is no longer there. And um, so, and it's all water, so it's very much a healing energy. It's very much, you might need water to connect. You might need water to cleanse. You might need that to, to connect with yourself. But that is a very, and, and that was also the, the, 
these reptilian forces came to Orion and started these wars because they wanted to get at this knowledge of portals and, and interdimensional, uh, of putting up fields and, and, and working with manipulating magnetic energies in, in, you know, so that's why they, they came. Mm. And those were the ones that then uh, subsequently destroyed Mintaka. So if you have Mintaka alignments, this can be very strong, this feeling of not being here because you haven't chosen to come here, uh, you know. Mm. But as a side note, I think that's important to, to put out there because those, I've, those were very rare. Mintakans were very rare, but they have started to come in more and more. So just important mm. to put it out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Orion's... Because there is this duality that might also be one of the challenges and one of the issues. You could feel very much at home here because Earth is not unlike Orion. We are very competitive. They are very competitive. They, they hold uh, achievements very high, like being good at something and being successful is very important in Orion. It's very um, something that you strive for, like being... Um, good at what you do that is important there's very there's a lot of like uranus energies in orion brilliant engineers brilliant inventors brilliant ideas coming um mm. uh, brilliance and looking at things in a new way of finding new ways of doing things that are very typical of orion but then also sensitive sweet and all this and you need to allow yourself to take time um mm. to be alone with orion because there is a lot of absorption of other energies when you have this. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's just because they are that way or if it's this portal energy of them opening and absorbing or whatever it is. But th that's something I found that they might need to, you know, run away and hide away for a bit. And that's not something that's strange if they do. Mm. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. Orion. Mm -hmm. So that one is the one that is closest to us, I would say. In, mm. in, in the way of being uh, and because of this gender polarity but also this kind of we have that here as well it's very important to be successful it's very much um, intellectually focused still starting mm. to shift but still and that's not the only thing of Orion but that's one big thing mm. Interesting. Um, yes and then Let's see. Then there is Arcturus, Arcturians, mm. that I thought I would also want to uh, yeah. include. Uh, and they are very, they're very high vibrational. They are very, they are not as easily connected as the other ones. Uh, the other ones feel closer, and they are probably closer in vibration. Arcturians are more high vibrational. They are more... Um, they, ha they have the energy of teacher. They're very associated with the throat chakra, communication, of, of showing the way. Uh, mm -hmm. They are here, and they have come here to aid us in this process that we are. They're very... Starseed of Arcturus have very they're very drawn to ancient civilizations, sacred geometry, uh, magnetic grids, electromagnetic energies, um, that kind of uh, cosmic physics 
sacred science, um, all this stuff that is, you know, very sacred geometry is a good mm. way of describing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they are they are very gifted in that. They're gifted communicators. They're gifted. They're very intelligent. They they have a mathematical way of looking at things. They can be very. Uh, um, like if they were to like hear a piece of music or see a color, they could like interpret it, but in a very um, calculated way and like break it down to the structures of its vibration. So they, they, they have this computer-like uh, way of interpreting energy and they're, they're extremely sensitive to sound, mm. um, sound healing, uh, vibration of any kind uh, is is uh, they are very sensitive to, uh, so sound healing, uh, vibrational healing could be something very positive for an, for Arcturian, or they could be doing that themselves, um, because they they are very they they're telepathic, they they t- tune into, and can send messages telepathically very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. and pick up uh, things that people think they hear what is being thought many times uh, in, in a more strong way than others I would say there are some that do this that have this with them even though they're not Arcturian star seeds but the Arcturians are very very gifted in this I have one Arcturian friend she's very I mean when I when I tune into her Arcturian guide or you know, um, past self, it's like turning up the volume of vibration to such an extent that I feel kind of burned out after. It's Mm. so quick and it's so precise. It's very um, exact and and minute in detail, very detailed. She's very gifted in memory um, Mm. and perception is very wide. So they they are, they're very... um, Arcturians are very drawn to teaching, to conveying the knowledge that they hold. They have this um, purpose-driven existence that they're here for a reason. They're here to show the way. They're here to share what they know. Um, They need to integrate the knowledge first in their human self, but then they will want to share what they know. This is like an urge within them. and if you have Arcturian guides, that's also what they will, they will share with you, what they know. They have agreed to help us in this way in our ascension now because they are, uh, so they're very, I feel that they are quite, I don't want to say stern, but it's like they have more of a distance, um, what's the way, uh, what's, this, what's the word you use? Mm. They're not as giggly and and you know talkative in the same way that pleiadians are they're more like a high vibrational teacher i can't really describe it more. Like i hope stoic, that I can... yeah yeah more like that yeah mm-hmm. and not really interested in in entertaining any egos i mean no no guides are obviously but mm-hmm. even less here and they don't judge anything i think that's like even if you choose to this very big gap from the human ego to the Arcturian energy, a very mm. big gap. So it will be, 
things that we could feel as very painful and very wrong or very strange, they can look at in a very, uh, God, I use the word very so much. <laughs> I'm annoying myself. Um, <laughs> they can look at that with a non-judgmental attitude mm. uh, and just see and accept what is. Mm. Um, very, very drawn to the ancient civilizations of Babylon, Samaria, and Egypt, because they were very gifted in, in these um, mathematical knowledges and, and, you know, tuning in with that and, and anchoring that in earth uh, languages and mathematical gifts and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm. that's the Arcturians. Um, that's pretty rare as well. So I, I don't see many Arcturians or haven't yet, I will say. Um, but yes, yes, that mm. are, I think those are the biggest ones yeah, or the most so... common ones that mm. people are and that people resonate with connect with there are so many other beings out there um the blue avians are starting to come in more now they're very rare mm. they're from a different universe uh, blue mm. bird-like creatures also connected to the pleiadians wanting to help us in our process now but yeah oh, that's so interesting thank you so much for sharing that and if someone wants to like connect and they feel like some of this is resonating how would you mm. uh, guide them to like find their like their root or their star yeah uh, well one thing is one thing that is important is that you your own intuition is a big uh is a strong indicator if you feel very connected to a certain description of a star seed or if you felt when I was talking about certain one you felt this is me then that is one very big thing mm. I mean because it is very subtle these uh these energies and these uh, knowings so that is a big thing if you have uh, your own intuition you can find a lot of information on the internet uh, mm. about them read more about them you can go to a channeler like me or others mm -hmm. to have some help in finding your alignments. I have readings that are just offering you the general aspects of your alignments. or And I have more personalized levels where you, I channel a past life. What was your mm -hmm. being? How did you look? What was your life? What is your karmic experience? What is your influence now? And then I have, so I have different levels and also do the portraits that I have posted mm. on Instagram mm. um, where I paint uh, but there are other channels as well that do this so and I would say that is a good way of of, of doing it of, of connecting with somebody that you feel resonant with mm. uh, as a channel to bring forward your origin or your uh, heritage as a star seed mm. um, as a start I mean and then obviously ask and connect if you want to meditate. Um, so yeah, I would mm. say that. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. And how can people get in touch with you if they want the reading and a channeling from you? Well, uh, easiest is Instagram. Mm -hmm. Sacred Earth Offering uh, Offerings is my yeah. nick there. And 
So uh, just DM. I'm I'm working on a website. It will be done in this fall, I hope. And mm. no, it will. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, so Instagram is the best way now. Um, okay. So yeah, and I would yeah, love to do that. readings for people. Everyone is very welcome. Yeah, I really recommend that. You're a great reader. And I want to thank you so thank much. You. It's 11.11 here. So it's a perfect time oh, to wow. wrap it up. And I will share all your links as usual. And yeah. thank you so much for sharing again. I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Blessings. Blessings. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't this so exciting and so interesting? I'm really, really wanting to learn more I would love to hear from you if you feel like this resonates so please just share on on Instagram or on Facebook what you thought and if you want to connect with Emma for a reading you can get all of her links here in the show notes so I hope you enjoyed this please leave a review or, or rating if you have time and energy it really means so much to me I read all of them so thank you so much And let's just close this episode with a deep inhalation in through the nose. And exhale out through your mouth. And namaste.